Um, I do want to make just two or three comments before I begin, Brother Tracy. This is what I'm going to use my peppermint on, is to make a few opening comments. (laughs) No. Uh, (laughs) Put it back down here. No, um, I have... At different times, as we've, as we've each mentioned, sometimes we as believers can be a little sharp, a little, sometimes things can be a little contentious. And I, this year, I, ju- I just want to thank the Lord for the sweetness of spirit. It, all the things that we've heard are very encouraging, but sometimes what refreshes us most is the stillness, the quietness just basking in the presence of other people who value the same things we do. So it has just, um, I don't know, that, that's one thing that has stood out particularly to me this year. And so um, I, I just I want to thank those of you who pray, because those are people that usually at a conference like this, we don't know exactly who you are unless you're standing here preaching. And then sometimes the Lord will give you a glimpse of that person who you've not heard say anything, but you know has interceded for you as you have studied and as you present. And for those who are coming and going. And I thank the Lord for that. That's one of those secret things Brother Royce mentioned last night. Hidden, not seen to the rest of us, but so detrimental to the success of, of the Lord's fruitfulness in a conference, in a situation <clears throat> uh, that we find ourselves. I'm going to be <clears throat> much more gracious today than I was on Monday. I want to encourage you. You know, I <clears throat> needed Brother Tracy to understand a few things, and Ellen says he's got it. So while he's got it, I'm going to encourage him. Um, no, I want this to be a connection in a certain way to what we we looked at earlier. And I really want to just dive in and start looking at some passages of Scripture and then hopefully share with you, um, kind of tie tie the things together. I want us to look at blessings this afternoon and what it means to be blessed. Because so often when we want a blessing, guess when we want it? Now. Now. But do you know what a blessing is really for? It is to sustain you from point A when you receive it, this this spoken, this word, until you attain unto that concrete thing. Okay? And I hope to um, express that to you in a way that that is clear and Lest you think I didn't try to cut this down, I I really have cut this in half twice, and I'm still thinking, hmm, it's going to be close to get through it. So when you've had enough, just say, Brian, cut, and and we'll stop, okay? Um, Tracy, you didn't just give me that sign, did you? (laughs) Okay, I'm going to be like Brother Royce. If you finish before I do, Tracy, you go ahead and leave. (laughs) No. If you will, turn with me. To Genesis chapter 1, I want to just mention, I uh, want you to see the first time that we see the word blessed, and it's on, and on day 5 in Genesis chapter 1 verse 20, and the Lord said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the living creatures that hath life and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven, and God created great wells, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind, and God saw that it was good, and God blessed them. Now, I want to just mention this. You can study and look at this, but I want you to notice that on day five, day six, and day seven, there's a blessing. On the first four days, there is no blessing. And, and this morning as we were listening, as a day is, well, they're not trying to quote somebody else's scripture that they preached on. A day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. On the fifth day, after the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in this outline, guess what has come? The blessing, the blessed one. Okay, now then, I want you just to notice with me, and we'll try to go on pretty quickly because 
I just want to set this as a, as a foundation here. In verse 24, and God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and the creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And we get a little... A uh, little expansion of what took place on this day. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Has that blessing been attained unto? No. This has not happened yet. This is the opening part of Scripture. And we're... Six days into a situation that guess what has not happened? But where do we start reading in our Bibles? In Genesis 1. We go back there and we begin because it's the foundation. And this encouragement is to tell us what is going to happen. Man is going to have dominion. And, and it, this blessing was given to us and it was written down. Now, I want you to see the next, the next uh, thing here is in... Uh, let's pick up in verse... Um, lest I get bogged down here. <clears throat> you know, skipping is always dangerous. In verse, in, let's just pick up in chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them... And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made, and God blessed the seventh day. He blessed the fish, the fish and the birds and man, and now then, he blessed a day. Perfect picture of us. What is the millennial kingdom going to look like? It is going to be a blessed day. All of the promises, all of the things that have been prophesied and spoken of, when are they going to come to pass? On the seventh day. Those of you who know me well, threes in Scripture are the most fascinating thing because that's how the Lord opened my eyes to these truths. And everywhere in Scripture, three, 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 three. And they teach us so much. It's interesting to me that it is mentioned three times. And lest I get over on threes instead of blessings, let's go on. But three times in this, at the end, day five, day six, day seven. Now I want you to fast forward to Genesis chapter 12. And I I have skipped... Uh, the, the blessing with Noah and, and some things, there, there are more blessings in there, but to try to um, get to the point I want us to today, we're going we're gonna to skip over some of those. In chapter 12, verse 2, And I will make thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed." Now, I want you to notice something here. Abraham has done nothing good or bad. And he's blessed. Most of us do not want to give our blessing unless someone is pleasing to us. But do you know what a blessing is supposed to do? It's supposed to encourage us on a journey that sometimes we're going to be successful at, sometimes we're going to fail at. But that blessing, those words that were spoken about us that the Lord has said are going to come to pass are to sustain us. What we have heard this week are blessings. They're to sustain us on a pilgrimage, on a journey until we arrive at the end of the pilgrimage. Now then, 
want you to notice, if you'll flip, or you may not have to, chapter 13 and verse um, 14. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that lot was separated from him, lift up thine eyes and look from the place from where thou art, northward and southward, eastward and westward. And for, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forevermore. What are those? Brother Roy spoke on that. The Holy Spirit has been so rich. These messages were prepared individually. And when we come to these points, guess what we keep seeing over and over and over and over and over again? The same things to confirm to us, to encourage us. And he says, For um, all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. Now his seed's not done anything. So, and the reason I'm hammering this point is blessings are not, do not, are not uh, performance-based. But do you know what most of us think blessings are? Blessings, if adhered to, will help us to attain into an inheritance. A blessing that is forsaken is something we forfeit, we lose. But it is not conditional on our behavior the blessing is to sustain us. Look with me. I want to look at just a couple more places with Abraham, and then, we'll, then we're going to give him a break. In uh, Genesis chapter 14 and verse 18, And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God, and he blessed him. And said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Wow. What was confirmed here? What was to sustain Abraham? And I believe Abraham failed to hold on to this blessing at times because we have Ishmael and we have some different situations because guess what Abraham struggled with? But you know what the Lord, each time Abraham would come back in and, and he would settle back in, do you know what the Lord would confirm to him? The blessing. What do we need? What do we need to do for one another? We need to be reminded we need to be stirred up again, encouraged, quickened. Remember the blessing. Remember what's been said about me. How often do we say, well, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not good at anything. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really not good at anything. And I'm, there's not anything I'm really good at. And I don't have a lot to, we'll go on and on and on and on and on and on. What should we do as those who bless others? especially as those of us who believe in the coming kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. We put our around, arm around Brother Tracy when he says, no, no, Brother Tracy, let me remind you of something. You have been grafted in to a covenant. The Lord Jesus Christ has shed His blood for you. He has given you the Holy Spirit to reside in you. He has given you His Word. He has enabled you to do everything He has called you to. How many of us are good at blessing other people? It takes time to bless other people. But if you do it, you're helping other people arrive at the correct place. Why does the Lord... Warn us, as you see the day drawing near, don't forsake the assembling together. We heard this morning, it's getting tougher, it's more difficult. The, the adversary, the, the conditions, everything is worth. So come together and bless one another. Do you know what the, the nation of Israel, the Jews, are notorious for? What? Blessings. They speak blessings over everything, do they not? What a wonderful thing. Now then, let us, let us go a little further to chapter 22 of Genesis. You may want to hold your hand in chapter 17 because we're going to come back there. But in, in Genesis chapter 22 and verse 17, let's, yes, 
that in blessing I will bless thee, and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies, and thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou hast obeyed, obeyed my voice. Now what is this blessing connected to? Obedience. Do you know when you obey, you open up blessings that you cannot attain into otherwise? That, that's what this says here, right? The Lord says, because of you have obeyed me, because you have cleaved to the promises I've made to you, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to make more opportunity for you. Is that not exciting? That is exciting to me. As I obey, the Lord's going to strengthen. He's going to encourage me. He's going to give me words of encouragement that I might attain unto an inheritance. Now, I want you to flip back to 17 verse 16 for just a minute. And I just want you to see in verse 15. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarah thy wife, thou shalt not call her Sarah anymore, but Sarah shall be her name shall her name be. And I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Blessings. What did he say he would do to Sarah? He would bless her. What did it look like? Was it for a day? Has that been attained unto yet? No. But guess what's going to happen? It's going to be fulfilled. That's what I love about blessings. Is they will come to pass. Let's, let's look. I want, to, I want you to notice because I love um, threes in Scripture. <laughs> I didn't mention that. Abraham's wife is blessed. Jacob's wife is blessed, and Isaac's wife is blessed. Pardon my order, order there. Look with me for just a, just a moment in chapter 24 and verse 60. Chapter 24 and verse 60. Now this is uh, Rebecca's family. She's come and she's, she's been told about some wonderful things about becoming a bride and a wife of a man who has inherited a great thing and, and he brings gold and jewels and things to, for her to see. He puts them before her. A reward if she's willing to what? Go. Now let's look. Then it says in uh, verse uh, 60, And they blessed Rebekah and said unto her, thou art, thou art our sister. Be thou the mother of thousands of millions, and let thy seed possess the gate of those that hate thee. Has that been fulfilled yet? Have all of Israel's enemies been subdued? No. This is going to come on that seventh day. The fulfillment, the end of these blessings. Now then, I want you to notice two things. Do you know what this blessing was to sustain her through? Do you know where she's getting ready to go, ladies? How many of y'all want to get on a camel and ride a long way in the desert with men that you don't know? I'm not real big on this. I have a daughter named Rebecca, and I tell you, you better not get any camel ideas. Do you hear me? <laughs> She's cringing somewhere right now. What was this to sustain her on? A long journey until she saw who? Isaac. Do you know what is taking place right before this? They've had a big meal. Now then, look with me just a little further over to Genesis 31, verse 55. And this is the end where Jacob's taken off with these 
with his wives and all these situations, this difficult situation, and Laban's come, and he and uh, Jacob have had some intense discussions. And in verse 55, as, as we depart and leave Laban, and early in the morning Laban rose up and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. And Laban departed and returned into his place. What did he do? What were they taking? This was a pretty dangerous journey. I mean, you know, we think about going somewhere. This is, this is, this is going through the rough part of town. Some of these pilgrimage and journey. All these people weren't God-fearing. They were not all, you know, good-natured people. A long journey with this many people and this many flocks, guess what's going to happen? It's a dangerous situation. But what did he bless them for? What do we face? Do we not face snares, struggles, temptation, opposition? But if we hold to the blessing, what do we know? God will sustain us to the end if we hold on to the blessing. Now then, I want you to know, uh, to flip back to Isaiah 25. Let me mention to you, we won't look there, and Ishmael is blessed in, in Genesis chapter 17 and verse 30. If you're taking notes, you can go back and look at that. He was blessed because of Abraham. And who have we been blessed because of? Abraham. Now let's bring that forward. Who else have we been blessed because of? The Lord Jesus Christ. We've been blessed because of what He did. His obedience secured a blessing for us that otherwise we would have no part in. Is that not so exciting to think the Lord is mindful of us in such tender and compassionate ways? Chapter 25 and verse... Uh, did I say 25? I don't think I wrote that down correctly. Give me just one moment here. Maybe 26 that I want. Let me see. I'm sorry about that. My wife will tell you I'm the world's worst to go back to make my notes neater, and then guess what I do? Write down something wrong. Um, Yes, chapter 25, verse 11. Sorry about that, I was looking. And it came to pass after the death of Abraham that God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac dwelt by the well Lahoro. I want you to notice something. Isaac's going to bless his sons, but do you know what Abraham doesn't do with Isaac? Or it's not recorded? It would have destroyed a type or a picture. God is blessed. The Lord Jesus Christ was blessed before He came to this earth. The Godhead is complete and blessed. So it's interesting to me the, how meticulous the Holy Spirit is to keep these types in perfect shape. Now then, I want you to uh, go with me to chapter... 27, I want to look at a situation that's, that's sad. Therefore, God give thee the dew of heaven. This is Isaac blessing Jacob and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Now, if this blessing was for now or at the present time in his life, do you know that it failed? Did I, did I tell you wrong? Jacob 27, verse 28. Chapter 27, 28, is that right? Okay. Therefore God give thee the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and, and plenty of corn and wine. Do you know what's getting ready to happen in Jacob's life? Do you know where he's going to have to go because he doesn't have corn? He's getting ready to go to Egypt. So how relevant is this blessing? Well, it looks like he's without. But it was an encouragement. 
I have prepared before you that that you need to sustain you, that I might bring these promises that I've promised to your grandfather, your father, and now to you to pass. How many of us in our circumstances, it looks like God has not provided that that He promised us? See, it's not the way we would have it provided. How many of you think Jacob wanted to go to Egypt? Don't you think his, his grandmothers had to have passed this on at some time? You know, going to Egypt was not a great trip if you were Sarah or Rebecca, okay? And do you know who passes on a lot of family history? You can ask my dad, what happened we, the week after you and my mother got, well, we went, we went, we went here and we came back. My mother's just sitting there waiting for him to stop. And then what does she say? Oh, this happened. And, and we had a flat tire here and we spent three days here because of the car. And then we came. It's, it's, all, it's all remembered, right? So going to Egypt was not exactly this great act of faith with his grandfather and his father. But you know where the Lord was going to take him? To Egypt. You know what Abraham's told? What were they going to leave with? Any of y'all remember what the nation of Israel was going to come out of Egypt with? Sand, mortar, salt water. What did they leave with? Gold, silver, precious stones. Everything they needed to bring about the worship of the Lord their God. This blessing's a part of it, isn't it? This journey that we're on, what is the Lord going to do with it if we believe His blessings? Look what happens next. Let people serve thee, and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren, and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Cursed be everyone that curseth thee, and blessed, blessed be he that blesseth thee. We've heard these things before. And as soon as Isaac makes an end of this blessing, guess who shows up? Esau. It doesn't look like Jacob's doing much ruling at that point, does he? He takes a trip to keep them being killed. Flip forward with me to chapter 32. And I honestly hope I'm not boring you with all these uh, bounces around about blessings, but I hope they lay a foundation for what I want us to see in the New Testament. Chapter 32 and verse uh, 24. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. Buddy, Jacob's presumptuous, isn't he? Do you know what all of us long for? A blessing. I want to ask you, this is, this is not on a typical or a, a picture of Christ. How many of us longed for the blessing of a parent? Any of you men in here who didn't have a father who was active in your life, do you know what you desire to this day? Do you know what you would love to hear? You have value. You are going to succeed. The Lord has plans and purposes for you. And I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I'm telling you over and over, I see this with men that I start trying to disciple. Do you know what the hardest thing? Do you know what they keep reaching back, craving, desiring, wanting? Is a blessing. You ladies are almost worse than us men. I am blessed because my wife was blessed by her father. And I'm going to tell you, she is a delight because of that. What a man did, do you remember where, what happened with Rebecca and with Leah and with Rachel? Their father did what? He blessed them. If you're a parent today, 
This is the practical side of me. Bless them, fathers. Bless them. Write it down. Do you know what they will cleave to? What will be in their coat pocket when they're dead and their kids pull the stuff out that were dear to them? Do you know what they'll pull out? What dad said. I've seen it. Do you know what three of the most precious items I have on the face of this earth that have no value to anyone else? There are three letters that my father wrote to me when I was in college. And, and I, had, I, I was very blessed. My father was very active in my life. But those three letters in his handwriting, his words confirming what I was doing and that he was pleased with me. Do you know how many people have ever read those letters? No one. Those are mine. I have three sons. At my death, do you know what they'll get? I have three sons. I have three letters. (laughs) Three! Do you know what they get? A letter from their grandfather about their father. Do y'all know what my children delight in? And I would tell all you parents, grandparents, get you a book of stamps and some cheap stationery. Handwrite some notes to the people you love because you know what they, you know what they will hang on to? I've tested this. Do you know what my sons do with these letters and my daughters with these letters that I write that have a stamp on them? Do you know how they come to the house if they get the mail? Do you see how all of us want a blessing? And we say things like it's more blessed to give than to receive. Then bless people. And you know what you can't help but happen? The Lord said those who blessed, blessers were blessed. Right? That's the practical side of what I want to say to you. Supposed to save that to the end, right? Nah. Y'all were, y'all were going away on me anyway. All those chips. See, Brother Tracy, he was subtle. He took me and filled me up with chips, and I, could, I did not have room for the little peppermint. <laughs> so I had to stop in a minute. I want you to go forward with me. I want to I fast forward to Hebrews chapter 12. I know you've not heard anything out of Hebrews 12 today, so I thought I'd say something to you out of there. Verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. It's people who were not disciplined that become bitter, okay? And look at how we know lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. What did he give away? The birthright didn't matter to him. And you know what it cost him as well? The blessing. Now look at his response to the loss of the blessing. Ah. That we would encourage one another that we would not see those that we love in this condition. For you know how that afterwards when he would have inherited the blessing, he was what? Rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. He didn't value his position. He turned loose of the blessing. He didn't believe it. He didn't hold to it. And what happened? I want to encourage you today. Don't turn loose of the blessing. Hold fast when it looks like it's going the wrong direction. You're going into Egypt for corn. Y'all remember what Jacob also did? Let's flip back in Hebrews chapter 11 for just a minute. You may not have to flip. Just look with me in verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Now, how many of you think Isaac did that by faith? 
Most of you would say it was by what? Deception. (laughs) If you read Genesis, does that look like faith? But do you know what he didn't do? When he realized what what had happened, did he try to change it? What did he know the Lord had brought to pass in spite of him? God's pleasure. Now look in verse 21. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. What happened? They were blessed. This blessing, I want you to notice what Joseph, it was a preparation for. He wanted his bones taken out of Egypt. See, it was a preparation for what? These blessings, the confirmation of this. Joseph believed what? God was going to take them out of there and take them into the promised land. He really thought he had seen the Lord change governments and do all manner of things. So guess what he knew the Lord could do? He could bring this to pass. See, it was in the little things of life that Joseph was able to grasp what? Big things. Guess what blessings are supposed to do? Do a little. Keep them coming. Keep them growing. And then what are they going to lead to? The attaining unto that that was promised. Now then, I want you to, I want you to turn with me to, to Luke's gospel because Brother John's done a great job of stimulating, stirring us up with the book of Luke. Brother John, everybody in here is going to go and they're going to read the book of Luke starting on Thursday morning over and over while those things are fresh on their mind. And if they don't, they're going to miss a blessing. Okay? Now, and if, if you would look with me in Luke chapter 20, I really need to back up further than that. Will you go back with me to Luke chapter 9 for just a minute? Luke chapter 9. I'm getting ready to start closing in about five minutes, so trying to do better, not lying, you know, telling you really what I'm going to do, start trying to close in about ten minutes. Okay. Chapter 9 and verse 10. And the apostles, when they were returned, told him all that they had done. Whoa, I'm in the wrong place there, aren't I? Did I mention to you what happens when I try to fix these notes? Because I'm on the hot spot here. I'm looking for the feeding of the 5,000, and I have written that maybe 11.9 or something, and now in my mind, I'm all shuffled. If you know where it is, don't be too proud to tell me. I just know you're awake. What is it? Luke 9.10. Yes, ma'am, I was right. I just didn't read far enough. <laughs> Verse 11, And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them and spake unto them of the kingdom of God, and healed them that had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away, when, then came the twelve and said unto him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the towns and countries round about and lodge and get victuals, for we are here in a desert place. In a desert place, there's always a need for what? A blessing. Look what happens. And he said unto them, you give them to eat. And they said, we have no no more but five loaves and two fishes, except you should go and buy meat for all this people. For they were about 5,000 men. And he said unto the disciples, made them sit down by fifties in a company. And they did so and made them all sit down. And he took the five loaves and the two fishes. Looking up to heaven, what did he do? He blessed them. Now, what was this blessing going to do for these people? It was going to sustain those who had come out to learn about the kingdom until they could get back to their place. What do we need? 
What have we had? Yes, it gets a little dry in a year's time. Not so much because people are not hearing these things, but sometimes as a pastor to come in and sit down, it refreshes you. It's encouraging to see other people have been laboring and struggling to understand what the Lord wants us to, to do. Now, now look what happens. And they did eat and were filled. What happened to them? They were satisfied. There was such a blessing that they could not even take in all that the Lord had provided. Look with me quickly to Matthew so that I can keep my word. Matthew 15. Just because I want you to see this as a pattern that the Lord established. Matthew 15, verse 32. And Jesus calls his disciples and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and have nothing to eat. There's the three. And I will not send them away fasting lest they faint in the way. Did you remember what Brother Carl admonished us this morning not to do? Don't faint in your minds. Don't forfeit that. Don't lose that. Look what he goes on to say. Um, And his disciples say unto him, Whence should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? And Jesus said unto them, How many loaves have you? And they said, seven and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes and he gave thanks and break them and gave to his disciples and his disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled and took up of the the broken meat that was left, seven baskets full. What did he do again? What did he do for them? He gave them that they needed to sustain them on their journey. Do you notice who he asked to do this? His disciples. Do you know who served these meals? His disciples. Do you know what they were a lot of times? Hungry and tired themselves. But the Lord provided all they needed. Abundance. Now then. In Matthew 26 and verse 26. If you'll flip there. and we re- I really am down to about two, uh, two passages that I want us to look at. Matthew 26. And verse 26, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And I didn't bring this out, but if you go back, each time there was a blessing, do you know what is almost always involved? Bread. What have we had broken for us this week? The bread. To sustain us, to strengthen us, that we might attain unto the great things that have been put before us today. I want to encourage you, bless. I want you to turn with me now back to Luke, Luke chapter 24. Chapter 24. One of my favorite passages in all of Scripture is in chapter 24. And I'm not even going to take time because it's been referenced already this morning. But I want to pick up in verse 24. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women had said, but him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools. Didn't we hear that this morning? And slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into His glory? 
And beginning in Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the Scripture the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. What do we have in Revelation 3? What, were we, what, 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 what did he say would happen? Y'all don't make me look at that passage. Wake up enough just to give me a few of the clues. Please. Anybody? Revelations, the last thing that we're told. He said, Supper, what did he want him to come in and do? Sup. What did he want to come in and fellowship with them? What were they going to have? Fellowship. What was going to sustain them? What's there a lack of in our, in our churches today? Now, now look, because it's so good. And it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and he... and gave it to them. And when this happened, guess what happened? Their eyes were open. They saw it. It was Him. <sighs> Brother Carl, this, this after, what did He tell us to do this morning? Put our eyes where? On Jesus. The author, the uh, perfecter, the finisher of our Faith, the things He's blessed us with, He's promised us. Ephesians tells us, what have we been blessed with? Where have we been blessed? I don't have time to go there because you want to see this last passage. And they knew Him, and He vanished out of their sight. That little glimpse of glory that, we, that, that Brother Carl spoke about this morning, you know the little glimpses that make you go, oh, He was here. The Lord was right here. And everybody's looking at you. I didn't see anything. I don't either now. But He was here. I was blessed because He was here. I'm encouraged to go where? On. I love how this Gospel ends. In verse 49, And behold, I send the promise of My Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And He led them out as far as to Bethany. And he lifted up his hands. And he blessed them. What did he know they were going to need? A blessing. Those next 50 days were going to be hard. Or not. Until Pentecost was going to be hard for them. I know better. I don't always say better, you know. What were they going to have to have? It's going to have to be sustained until the promise that he just made, the promise of the Holy Spirit came to them. What were they going to need to get there? Encouragement. Hold on, guys. Wait. What are we told to do? Wait. Anticipating. I want to close because you're tired and I'm full. Let me say to you, bless, does it make a difference? Do it. Do it often. For in blessing, guess what you will be? Blessed. As you stimulate others to good works, do you know what it does within you? Do you know what your mind is on? And of course, if you were to look at the New Testament, Paul writes lots of blessings. Probably one of the most notorious blessings of all is in number six. That's, that was quoted this week. The Lord bless thee. Has that happened yet? Has the nation of Israel been kept in that perfect peace? What's coming on that seventh day that's blessed? 
They're going to be nestled in at the head. Do you know where I want to be to see? I want to hold on to these blessings. Now then, as I mature, guess who I want to be there with me? My family. Those that I've discipled. Oh, do y'all know how I will joy if just one of them can make it? Because sometimes I say, Lord, this seems a little futile. <laughs> Need somebody to bless me and say, oh, keep going. <laughs> Let us pray. Our Father, who is the greatest blesser of all, we thank you for the encouragement, for the bread, for that that's been broken to sustain us and to encourage us and to quicken us. We praise you for it. We praise you for how you've put your word together and how that it is so perfect and it's so detailed and intricate. Help us to to steady ourselves And to being focused on the things that are important. Father, I ask that if you've spoken to someone's heart today about blessing someone else, especially children. I pray that you would give them the strength, the desire, the burning desire to complete that task. That they might attain and to the good things that you have for them. We thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins, the sanctification in which he desires, the maturity of bringing us to mature sons. Oh, the promises that are associated with that. Let them ever be before the, for us in, in trials and adversity, and sometimes even more dangerously, Lord, when there are times of ease or reprieve because oftentimes that's where we lose sight of what is most important. Protect us and bring us to the place that you would have us. We ask that you would bless each one who's had a part in any way, most especially those servants who have not been seen, who've just simply encouraged and blessed. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.